You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning People. Guys, it has been a hot minute, and I am coming back to you in the middle of a very strange time, and I figured that there was no better time to get my absolute best friend in the entire world, returning podcast guest, entertainment executive in L.A., boss mother, and now TikTok pusher, Mia <laughs> Hockey, on the podcast. Hi, me. Hi. Um, guys, we are recording this podcast in a bit of a new rogue format. I am up in the Catskills, not in the city. Mia is in LA, and we are coming to you from Skype, and that this will be recorded. So hopefully your audio is okay, and bear with us. And Mia, I believe you're hiding in the actual toilet room of your bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, because in LA, there's rooms, you know, people have proper-sized bathrooms that have rooms that are separate for the toilet. <laughs> Than in the actual well, bathroom. It's like I'm, I'm bougie enough to have a toilet room, but I'm not bougie enough to have a walk-in closet. I hear that walk-in closet is the actual like peak destination for recording a podcast. And if you hear these like weird mechanics, it's my Toto toilet. It's like a self-cleaning toilet no, mechanism. That toilet so is the crack. <laughs> Everybody was all worried about getting toilet paper, and I'm like, I'm not worried about toilet paper. We have Toto toilets. Wait, did I? T I told you what we did. We bought in the toilet paper crisis. We went out and bought bidets after staying at your house, where the toilet like washed me, fluffed me, dried me. I went out and installed bidets on my toilets. So now, if mm -hmm. I do run out of toilet paper, I'm fine. Yeah, it's a full service toilet situation here at the uh, at Fort Hockey. So. I love it. I'm glad that you guys got the hookup too, because now we won't have to, that's just the extra pressure off our shoulders of worrying about like the toilet paper crisis of 2020. There's already Lord knows enough pressure. First of all, how are the kids? How is it? You're, you're home with your kids right now, right? Yeah. I'm home with my kids right now, which is, um, a, I would count it as a blessing just being able to focus on my kids and my family and my house and just trying to stay sane. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird time. I think that Parker, my little one is like getting a little depressed. She, well, she's starting to realize that she's not seeing the people she would normally see and she's yeah. not going the places she would normally go. Yeah. But I mean, neither is Charlie and Charlie is just like kind of mellow and chill and fine with it. And you know, she'll do a little FaceTime hangout and she does her Zoom classrooms and everything. But Parker, like, is getting sad. So it's hard to see that as a three-year-old, like, how she's processing all of that. I'm just trying to, like, cook, eat clean, which, like, makes me feel better. I just kind of, like, follow what my gut is saying every day. If my gut is saying, like, get up and take a walk around the block with the kids, like, that's, well, we're not really doing that anymore because now I'm like too scared, but we're taking drives. So like get up, take a drive with the kids. Or if, if my gut is saying like bake them cookies, then like that's what we're doing. So there's no like schedule here in the house. I was going to ask you. So with I uh, it's it's weird. I mean, I obviously don't have kids here. I have a full household. I'm here with Matt, myself, my dog, and then my sister, Grace, is here. She is our quarantine isolation addition. And we have all been together since March 12th. So we're going on a month. 
yeah. now in isolation. You left here, my house on the eighth. That yeah, was the last I left, time I, yep. I went out in public. I left your that I left your house on the eighth. I flew back in a panic, stayed in New York for like maybe two nights and then came out here. But how is it with the kids like are you feeling that weird? Because and and I guess I'll move this part up into the show up earlier in the show because I have on my list here to talk about pandemic pandemic pressure, and I think that is going across every facet of our lives right now. Whether it is kind of feeling pressured to do these crazy Instagram workouts or feeling pressured to not gain weight during a national fucking pandemic, or to make sure your kids are every you know second of the day is scheduled and i feel like it's all peaking to this point where for someone like me like with a body dysmorphia eating history it's not the healthiest yeah. thing and for someone like you that loves structure and loves putting your kids in school and loves letting them learn like what's that like yeah so i think that for me and you know for anybody who has kids that are older and in like a more aggressive or rigorous part of their schedule um you know whether it's like studying for placement tests or sats or all that kind of stuff it's obviously very different my kids are really young but like for me the only pressure that i really feel is the pressure to have like levity and happiness in my heart as much as possible so whatever in that moment is making me feel that and whatever I can do for my kids so that they feel that because at the end of the day our kids are not going to remember and even us right as adults like we can we can suppress and push away and get through a lot of the trauma that this is what what our children are going to remember is how they felt not how many worksheets they did not you know did they do their you know exercise class like it's literally just like how did I feel did I feel happy or did I feel scared or did I feel sad what was like my mental state and so that's really what I've been focusing on did I on. feel just, safe right like yeah, during 9 11 when exactly. we look back we remember where we were we remember who we were with but I do remember the feelings that I went through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Granted, we were a lot older at that point, but still, it's like what, you know, when something major happens in history, there are certain parts of your memory that are jogged. Yeah. I, it's such a great parallel to draw 9 11 because I remember it so distinctly. And I actually have a horrible memory uh, just in general, but mm -hmm. I remember 9 11 so distinctly and where I was and who I was with and how I felt that day. And, you know, I was 17 years old when it happened. Like, I remember feeling scared. I really do remember feeling scared. But I remember in my high school when they put us on lockdown, I also remember feeling safe. And I just want my kids to feel safe. They're very young in that they don't truly, they can't really wrap their head around what's happening. But like, but does Charlie they know, know what, like, she knows there's some sort of sickness yeah. going around, right? Yeah, I just explained to them that like, there's some very bad germs out there. And the best thing that we, there's no medicine right now to fight those germs. And so the best thing that we can do to fight them is to stay inside and wash our hands. And the teachers at school started kind of explaining that to them, um, probably like the first week of March when they when this was just starting to all kind of percolate and school was still open. But now it's it's really just um you know i showed her that cardi b video doing coronavirus oh, well, wait and she so, did that to me on the phone she was like coronavirus yeah. and she's fine yeah they were playing the girls were playing like with their stuffed animals that then they were like playing doctor and she was like oh no mickey mouse got a cut he's gonna get the coronavirus and i'm like it doesn't work like that but um you know it's they get nice they, she's they aware know. though it's the thing yeah. is that she's aware and she's relating it to health she's relating it to safety and yeah. she's relating it to staying inside with her family. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's right now. I Every day I say to them, like, what was the best part of your day? And it was it's always like 
God forgive me, but like the dumbest, stupidest, like little thing that was just like the best part of their day. And I just like every night I try and like pull that out of them. So that like, that's what they go to sleep thinking about. And I told them, look, I don't think we're going back to regular school this year. I think it's like mommy school for the rest of the year. And they were like, cool. Sounds good. Well, of course. Yeah. Because you probably <laughs> have the best school in the, on that side of LA, but it's just such a weird, like, are you finding it weird to balance your um, love for, you know, you're not a quote influencer or whatever, but you'd like to spend time on social. You'd like to spend time on TikTok. You'd like to spend time getting dressed. You'd like to spend time working obviously on different things. Like how's that juggle? Like I would be like, Hey, leave me the fuck alone for a minute. Right? Like, do you hide in the shower? <laughs> What's that about? So, um, I feel like, yeah, like the, the, determining what like the new balance is and what is like making me happy it's I love getting dressed up I love putting my makeup on I love doing my hair like I love all of those things but actually right now in this moment like I'm also really loving like doing six face masks a day and like mm -hmm. just having clear skin and like not putting heat on my hair I mean I'm so gray right now it's actually out of control and I just feel like I'm trying to give myself my body my skin my system my my house everything like the same kind of reset in its own way that the world has kind of said to us like hey p.s like universe like we're the fucking virus we are the virus and like the earth just said like we're shutting it down we need a break like that's what i kind of feel in like the biblical sense of all this is happening and so i'm just trying to give like myself my brain my regular routine my body my soul like the same kind of reset so like sometimes i feel moved to like put on a full face of makeup like that's what i do sometimes i feel moved to like bake for my kids that's what I do I don't spend a lot of time on the couch during the day like watching television but I do like stream Hulu on my phone when I'm cleaning the house like I like to right. keep moving that's hard for me I like to move like you that's the thing well here's the thing well just to quickly wind back to what you're talking about giving it a break my skin has never been better and I'm going to tell you why your skin because, is always amazing no, so like I'm going to tell you okay. why we're not realizing it. We're all consuming much more water out of fear. We are also not subjecting our faces to all the environmental stressors that they're normally subjected to. Sun damage, exhaust, um, yeah. car, pollution, um, humidity. We're like basically in a controlled environment. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have any blackheads. I have the best skin ever. So I'm about to post a video this week about skincare, but it's funny you say that just because I'm like, I actually think this is a great time to focus on your skin. It's probably the clearest it's been, you know? I think there's a lot of things that could come into play. Like if you're eating too much sugar, my face tends to say, fuck you and whatever. But um, mm -hmm. I agree. I think it is it is a good time to not focus on that and just kind of like go with the flow. I like your go with the flow attitude a bit. Which I, it's funny. So funny that's not you. And that's not it's me. It's not me. It's and I think that a part of the reason that you and I have always been so tethered to each other is that we love like to before we go to bed at night, we like to make a plan about what we're going to do tomorrow. Then we wake up in the morning and we say, like, is this still the plan? Like we're constantly checking in on the plan and we are very much like box checkers. And right now, like I still have my list. It just has like one thing on it. And it's like, did I do everything that I could to feel good today? And I think that it's just so hard to shift to that mindset because it's not. And, and I was going through like the other day and you said something about um, like, I feel this pressure to um, how do I say this to be there for my community online. Right. And to yeah. show them the most 
positive, uplifting, I'm here for you mentality, which is normally what I am and it's who I am. At the end of the day, still, I'm going through it. And the other day I had a bit of a meltdown and I was just like really emotional. And I was reading this article about a lot of what we're feeling is mourning and grief, right? From our mm-hmm. lives. Because after 36, seven years, my, my life is not there right now. My life is, but my life isn't, if that makes sense. Like, and I'm very grateful. I'm so lucky. I'm healthy. Knock on wood. I am with my family. I'm with people I love and I'm safe. But it's like we're going to feel these mourning periods, right? Like of of the box checking and of our activities and things that like make us tick every day. So that's for me what's the hardest part is that like – I can't really put it into words because it feels guilty for even saying it, given that there's people going through so much hardship right now. Um, yes, I'm self-employed. Every... I'm not, you know, it's like I'm not yeah. really making any money. I lost a lot of money. I know people that have been very ill. It's like hard for me to think about rationalizing that. I think that this whole thing also, like, just to the point of like money and the influencer space and all about, like, it really makes you kind of stop down for a second, right? 100%. Like, that a platform like Instagram, right? Like like any social platform, which is, you know, you have a community there that gets a lot of like value in the content that you give them. But the way that you monetize that is through purchase, right? Whether it's purchasing of you as a, as a voice for a brand, a purchase of you and your creative and marketing services, or purchase of, you know, through swipe up links and all that kind of stuff. Like there's a financial transaction that's happening there. And that right now it's like, that is not actually what's going to like, in a lot of cases, bring value to the community. So like, how is it that you bring value? Well, right. And that's so part it's like, of the I... reason why I was actually so bullish on you getting on TikTok, because I know you were like, I'm a geriatric. I don't need to be on TikTok. It's like, I'm not like a, you know, teenage slut in a crop top dancing. Just, I that's know myself. That's about being fun though. And that's showing your personality gives value to your audience, right? So well, it's about value I've like limited a lot of my, a lot, obviously a lot of my paid partnerships Um, not on my, not by my choice have been ended and paused and canceled because of this, but a lot on my choice. I've said, we need to revisit this. And I have a year long contract with a, with a men's, uh, grooming brand we put on hold. I don't think it's right right now. I, I I just don't want to see them use the paid media that way. I don't want to put out the media that way. That being said, we're going out to brands and we're saying, Hey, this is Preston's mission right now. My mission is to, yes, still have a revenue stream, but B, you need to make my audience feel good and smile. So if you're yeah. down to do that and I could pr- profit from it and they can profit from it, whether it's a giveaway or some sort of give back to them and their community because they're hurting, that's how I'm deciding to work with brands right now. Yeah, I think that that's like huge, right? As I saw somebody the other day Lindsay who Lane was- said that to me too. She said she's gone out to her brands. You guys, I know you've um, you've probably heard the Lindsay Lane episode. Mia actually grew up with Lindsay, which is a really small world um, in New York. But Lindsay um, has an amazing platform. She's been a great voice of fun and emotion during this whole thing. And she's told me that she's doing the same thing with brands and that she's looking for her brands to give back if she's going to work with them. And she just did a huge fundraiser for like all the hospitals in like Long Island and New York and the tri-state area where like we grew up, which I think is like really huge. And I think people really respond to that. Not everybody has the the ability to give money right now. You know, like a lot of people aren't working people like 
that, you know, you're an entrepreneur and, you know, and self-employed always. And so like this cyclicality is like a bit more familiar to you, but there are people that like worked for corporate America and collected paychecks or like worked in the food service industry that like got laid off and they don't have the financial means to give, but even just understanding like, okay, am I in a position health-wise where I can go and donate blood, right? There's a huge shortage of blood right now. Well, you saw and, that now just recently now they've eased up a little bit on the regulations of gay men donating blood, but still it's so that, archaic. But fucking be in my bonnet about that. Is that. Are you a man that has had sex with another man since the year 1985? Because I've given blood before and I've seen it and it just makes me want to like stab the papers and like it's the it's the dumbest but I thing. hear what you're saying. There are there are other ways that we yes. can that we can we could deliver meals. You know, there is. And I know. And that's the other thing. It's like a lot of there's a lot of fear surrounding all this. Right. Whether, you know, yeah. and you're like your first thing. Like I, I experienced it here in the Catskills. I own property here. I pay taxes here. And I have since December. And I got my first fuck you go back to the city by someone at the recycling center who out of fear thought I was bringing him disease. And the whole thing mm -hmm. is now it's like, we're all starting to like look inward on ourselves and our family and protecting ourselves where we really need to look at it holistically as a community, which is what I like about Instagram because I can spread one message that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually a girlfriend of mine. Um, so I'm for anybody who is in LA that's listening, this is like a shameless plug for a nonprofit that I've been involved in, uh, involved with for years. But um, a girlfriend of mine posted on her stories the other day, like, hey, the downtown women's center um, is has a Amazon wish list of like really simple things that they need right now. And so you could give something as simple as like a six pack of Gatorade right, which is like $4, um, you know, and that you can give something as big and as intricate as like a flat screen television that they mm -hmm. need there, right? So it's just like, it reminded me and in seeing in her Instagram stories like, oh, right, because I usually pack lunch for these places. Like we do like this big organized like group lunch packing session. And like, I don't really feel comfortable going, you know, A, we're not gonna all get together and pack lunches. That's like too many people in one place. And yeah. B, we're not gonna like physically go down there and deliver. But I hopped on Amazon. I made a donation. I was able to buy like a bunch of, I think I picked like socks and underwear, right? Like it was just like 20, 30 bucks, right? I'm going to, I'm going to come out and be transparent with how much it was only 20 or $30. But if that kind of like mentality becomes contagious. And so you go and you, you share and, and you send the links out to people and you say, Hey, like give what you can give. It makes you feel really good about yourself. It actually also helps like your own mental health. And I think that those things like what goes around comes around and the more you give, the more full you feel and, mm -hmm. and, and the more you're like open to receive what the world wants to give back to you. So it's just I like, like that mentality. Things. I like that mentality. I think that is our job, whether you have a platform or not, to urge people to get creative, think outside of the box and use their time at home to think of how they can help others. I do yeah. want to go to a quick break and. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the brands that are doing the right thing, some of the brands mm -hmm. that are getting in trouble. And then I want to talk about binge-worthy TV that is keeping yes. us busy during the COVID lockdown. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about 
Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are back. We are joined by my best friend in the whole world, entertainment executive, busy mom, new TikTok influencer, Mia Hopke. Mia, how can everybody find you on Instagram? I'm just Mia Hopke, M-I-A-H-O-P-K-E-Y. So Mia Hopke on Instagram and Mia Hopke on TikTok. I don't post a ton on TikTok. But I think like the, my greatest accomplishment of quarantine so far is getting you on TikTok. I love it. I think it's just fun and well, like mindless. It's, I'll tell it's you, the new two hour scroll, man. I'll tell you, I love it, but I'm going to be honest with you. I can see where it's going to, what it's going to do on my mental health because my desire for views and likes and follows because of what Instagram fucking did to me. And Instagram's mm-hmm. made it right by removing all that because I don't even see mm-hmm. those anymore. So Instagram is now purely more fun for me. And the fact that TikTok has this cloud around it of you, it's like the lottery. You could go viral. You could get 10 million views. That's fucking with me already within 24 hours, which I don't like. But I am having fun. It is a new way of creating. And I thank you for getting me on it. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm glad. Wait, okay. So what do you want? I want to talk about, because I think there's something going on. And it's, if you're a brand, you're a small business, you are stuck between a rock and a hard place right now, right? You want to stay in business. You want to stay operating. But at the same time, you want to make money. You want to be active on social. Um, And I think there's something going on where people are just getting kind of cancel cultured left and right, right? Like Peter Thomas Roth, right? Is a brand I love, you love. That's men's skincare, not men's, a skincare brand that's great, right? It's, um, It's a prestige luxury brand and they came out with a hand sanitizer the other day and it's gorgeous it's in peter thomas roth like gorgeous silver packaging it's something that they will add to the line forever right so it's not like it's just for now and they it blew up online that people that how dare you fucking charge uh over ten dollars for hand sanitizer these should be free for everybody and, you know, they're saying, no, we are donating. We are 100% are donating, but we added this to our line of products. So where does the line get drawn? Because it's like, in that case, then cancel Purell and cancel Clorox and cancel everybody that is making products that we can't get and that have large capacities and large fulfillment centers. And it's like, I think Peter Thomas Roth is doing right by playing the game, right? Like they're, they're going to get in trouble by not making product or they're going to get in trouble by making product, right? So where does t- cancel culture lie in this? Like, it's like Joe Malone, um, the other fragrance brand, they just made a hand sanitizer, but in a cheap plastic bottle and they're just donating it to the front lines of the British healthcare system. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to sell, but it's like, there's no real right way to do it. Like people are getting fucked either way. And it's like, yeah. how do you, how do you show your compassion while making money, I guess? So it's so, I didn't know the the Peter Thomas Roth thing. And I'm going to be honest with you, 
$10 for a bottle of hand sanitizer, it, like that, it's all relative, right? Like how many ounces is that? Well, first of all, here's and the thing. If you're going to Peter Thomas Roth, you're that client. Like if you are in desperate need of hand sanitizer, I'm just guessing you're not going to PeterThomasRoth.com to find hand sanitizer. So someone mm -hmm. who would pay $100 for a serum most likely will pay the $10 for the hand sanitizer. It's all relative. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's funny because I think that also like, you know, if they didn't, if they chose to lead with, hey, we made a bunch of hand sanitizer and we made hypothetical a million units and we're donating 500,000 um, units to the tri-state area, you know, hospital system. And then we're selling 500,000 units to the general public so that, you know, the general public can also get access to these products. Because here's the thing too. I 100% believe How that the people in the, front line in the medical system need these products, but the, the more that the people out in the world that are not in the hospital system can protect themselves too, the fewer people will need to go into the hospital system. That's why I didn't, I didn't buy masks, but I, I, I have a homemade mask that I wear and everybody I have some should masks be wearing a homemade that mask. I bought online that were back ordered, but that the, the CDC is urging us to wear some sort of mask. Yes. I have a, a covered mask, yeah. but like I live in New York city. I'm not, I'm, you know, filthy that one mask would be just in walking for 10 minutes. So I ordered yeah. a box, a hundred masks, like, and I paid, you know, I bought them online and they're coming in a couple weeks, but like their, their caption on their thing says introducing hand sanitizer from PTR available now while supplies last contain alcohol at 80%. We are committed to, as a small business, we are committed to helping where we can. That's why we are contributing aid to Northwell Health, New York state largest healthcare provider by providing 5,000 hand sanitizers to those on the front lines. Which they're, it's they're like, what's what wrong with can. that? That's it. So what's who, wrong with that? Who are we? to judge what a bit, we don't know what think. they can and cannot do. And here's the thing, like Jeff Bezos, the guy who own, runs Amazon, mm -hmm. the CEO of Amazon, he's giving nonstop in the hundreds of millions, big numbers, like get people really excited, but we don't know what a hundred million dollars is in relation to his overall wealth and the profitability of his company. Everything is relative and everything is perspective. And so right now, anybody that is creating product that is going to protect consumers or healthcare workers is doing something. And if they profit financially off of that, that's okay too, because they need to keep Listen their doors horrible person why aren't you uh, donating all these to health <laughs> no listen why aren't you donating all these to healthcare providers here's the next what portion are you going are going to northwell it's hard to justify ten dollars for a two ounce bottle when i can get it for a five ounce for ten dollars so it's like people are just savage it's like can't you let someone try to do right i guess and look small businesses have to survive like i guarantee you at least 20 to 30 percent of the small businesses you frequented before this will not be around after this. Yeah, I mean, look, I say this all the time, right? Hurt people hurt people. And right now, all of the world is hurting. And so it is very easy to come from a place of hurt and spit hurt at, at other people, at other people, at other companies, right? Like cancel culture is rampant right now because people feel and like the we just said, that their lives And have the been. trolls are out because they're bored. Right? So all the keyboard warriors are out there. It's... I am not me thinking something poor or of another person or another or, or another organization and me putting it out there in the social universe are two different things. I'm just not into perpetuating that kind of negativity. Peter Thomas Roth, you're making you're making hand sanitizer. The world needs hand sanitizer right now. You're doing what you can do. So like kudos to you.
That's exactly my that's exactly my feeling on it. I just wanted to run it by you because I was getting so heated by it. You know, I I do see other brands like, you know, I know a brand you love, Aritzia. Aritzia has done an amazing thing, which I thought was really innovative and um, put their name in the news. So they it, it did serve the proper purpose while giving back. They had a coronavirus sale, which I was really jarred by the 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 refinery twenty nine headline. And they merchandise they um, discounted everything twenty percent. Everything twenty percent. That discount was given to the Canadian hospital system of That's the great. proceeds, which was uh, incredible. They took full price product, slashed it all, and the margin they donated, which I think is well, such a respectable way to do it. As, so, you know, I work in the in the entertainment and advertising industry, and I saw an ad the other night. I was watching what was it was like a trash bucket TV show that I was watching. <laughs> what, on, you, like, what was that? Love Island? <laughs> no, Love Island is like the gift from ITV, no. okay? Love Island is, uh, like is Academy Award winning for you, okay? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but her Emmy Award winner, Love Island. Yeah. No, I was watching like 90 Day Fiance or something, okay? And there was a commercial for Hotels.com. Oh, and theirs was, theirs was, he was like, don't and it was, Yes, and <laughs> it was brilliant. So what I loved about it is they didn't pull their media by, right? There's a ton of cancellations happening in, in the advertising space right now because people are saying like, well, what are we going to advertise? Like people can't come here. People can't buy that. People don't have jobs. So a lot of canceling happening in the advertising space and hotels.com who literally cannot operate right now because nobody is allowed to go anywhere chose to change their creative, right? Which like, this is a huge process, like changing your creative messaging on a national television spot. You know, have these things are keeping and, and, and it was just like their mascot was like eating popcorn. It's like, this is Captain Obvious. Like he's staying at home, like eating popcorn. And then like, it literally just said like hotels.com, stay home. And I just thought how thoughtful, how mindful, how in tune, how like aware, culturally, socially aware. And they just did it. They kept their media running, right? Yeah. There wasn't a media cancellation. They changed their creative to speak to actual people and say, hey, look, we are a brand right now that is suffering immensely and we still give a shit about what's going on. Well, And I, so I just I, thought that that I was really I loved cool. it. Like, I kudos, caught my attention com. too. It totally caught my attention. The other one, I'm Googling it right now because I want to know the message behind it. But it was... Um, Oh, that's what it was. So it was Burger King. And mm-hmm. they did not. Fernando Machado, the CMO of Burger King. He's one not, of the most brilliant marketers in the world. Did not cancel the media buy. And okay. it's a guy in a, a Burger King employee inside the takeout window. And he like takes mm-hmm. his headset off and he's like, hey, we get it. I guarantee you, you're not thinking about Burger King right now. But we're thinking about you. If you yeah, need, I saw that. If you need food, we're open. And you can get it at a discount, plus we're donating, blah, 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 through our window without touching and seeing anybody. That's all we wanted to say. And I was like, that's awesome. When was the last time I yeah. brought up Burger King? I mean, it's, it, it, it's doing, it's I do have to say, it's funny. As a creative who works in photo shoots and creating content for brands, I was like, holy shit, some production company went and shot that, which means there's 
a DP, a stylist, an actor, a hair, a makeup, a sets, a film. So they ran a crew, a skeleton crew to shoot that, which I don't, which I'm, I'm wondering how they did it, the hotel tonight as well, because that's not an essential business. And I know that in California, unless they shot them in states that are, don't have the essential business ruling, like because New York and LA, they couldn't do a production to produce a commercial right now. It's illegal. Yeah, I'm trying to see who the um, oh god, ad agency is. Yeah, I can't find who their ad agency but is. I'm but I'm guessing they're running. They're they're producing the content outside of the states with the restrictions, which I think is a workaround. I don't think it's the safest thing. Like when I saw them creating these new ads, I was like, oh, I hate that they got a hundred person crew together to shoot this. I absolutely hate that. But I do like the. They message. may not have. Right. It could have been a skeleton crew with like one shooter, one actor, like who knows. But I do I do think that way sometimes. But I love that they put the message out. Yeah, I I, they always uh, Burger King is a brand that does not take themselves very seriously and takes a lot of risks in their marketing. They understand that they're never going to be. Um, McDonald's, right? Like to make a a commercial at McDonald's and and to their tone of voice is just completely different. It's a different process and it's a different voice in the marketplace as Burger King. McDonald's is number one and they have a position that they need to maintain and hold. Whereas like Burger King is like, we're not number one, so maybe we can have some fun. And so they're able to do things like crank things out really quickly. This is not, I mean, I, I don't go to Burger King. We don't. I don't even know where there is a Burger King around here. But for anybody who wants to know more about the the marketing brilliance behind the Burger King brand, there is another podcast called the CMO Podcast with Jim Stangle. And in one of his early episodes, he interviews the CMO of Burger King. His name is Fernando Machado. Go check out the episode. It's fantastic. It just talks about like all of the wonderful creative process and output that has come from that brand and and Fernando's genius marketing mind and his amazing team of people. I love that. I love a good biz podcast in the middle of a tough time because it gets my creative juices flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've actually been listening to a lot more podcasts during all of this than I have been watching television. Um, I mean, I'm hopefully a- that many people are listening to this episode right now. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, obviously I listen to morning people. I listen to the CMO podcast. And I'm also I just discovered um, it's been around for a while, but a podcast called the Second Life podcast, um, which highlights different women um, female entrepreneurs and their, their, basically their stories to how they got to where they are today. I just listened to an episode with the women who started the brand Current Elliot. Um, and it's just been like really inspiring to hear other people's stories because they do talk about, you know, the struggles that they had. And it just, again, it gives perspective to what is going on right now. And it kind of, it, it inspires and gives hope for like, okay, like when we get out of this, I'm going to do X. When we get out, yep. of this, I want to do Y. So yeah, podcast has been really my my kind of go-to for entertainment in this and reading. I've been reading a ton. I just finished Bob Iger's memoir, um, which I loved. He's the CEO, he was up until about a few minutes ago, the CEO of Disney um, and his incredible journey. And I read Jessica Simpson's memoir. Which that one is on my list. You know, um, I'm like, you know, I'm not one for books because I'm so run around the house ADD vibes and I need to like drug yeah. myself in a CBD haze to read a book, but that's yeah. on my list. 
I'd listened to a lot of audiobooks, but I happened to have the hard copy of the Iger memoir and then also the Jessica Simpson one, which was great. She spends like half the book talking about how John Mayer like mentally and emotionally abused her for I like heard that. It was time. so wild. Yeah. It was Before... great. And now I'm doing the Michelle Obama memoir, Becoming. Um so, so yeah. And I just the new Love Island Australia season two dropped on Hulu a few days ago. Well, and so I obviously right. developed that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk before we run out of time. We got a few minutes left. I want to just there's a perfect segue. Talk about binge worthy mm -hmm. content. First of all, what a major miss for Netflix to not have churned out pushed more shit forward. And there was because there was so much stuff to me that was like all these people were like we all rushed to fucking watch Tiger King, and then we were like, wait a minute, that wasn't even like that amazing. We were just got fucked because it was the only thing out. Like how come there weren't like it's kind of like how Apple. TV shit to bed, right? Like they had that one show and then they like never had anything else. It's like, isn't there their content in the pipeline? They can just push forward. Like Disney's doing a great job. They're get, they're putting stuff out that was supposed to be in theaters. They're rushing content out, but it's like, I guess of my pickings from Netflix, I watched Tiger King. I mean, so Tiger King, we're going to get another episode pretty soon. I heard that there was like a follow-up episode that was in the process of they had already shot it. Because, you know, a lot of that footage from Tiger King was actually shot a number of years ago. This has been like a very long ongoing project. Right. But actually what you're saying, right, is um, there's both a scarcity in the marketplace because productions have been shut down in the entertainment industry, right? So like usually every May, the big TV networks, they do their upfronts. They talk about all the programming that's coming for the fall, the next year and the winter, the year after that. And a lot of those pilots, it's right now is pilot season. Those pilots aren't being filmed. It was so it's going to be very season, yeah. interesting to see what comes on television in the, in the fall because of what happened this winter and possibly through the spring and summer. So um, getting new content, right, is is really difficult right now because stuff that was in production has been shut down. Um, movies that were being released in theaters are either being pushed to later dates or which I, uh, Comcast, NBC, Universal did this, which is brilliant. They are doing direct to home theater. They're calling Right. It. Like, why aren't and we so, getting James Bond now? Like, I get it. I get it. It's such a I big thing. I think play. they were still filming. I think they were still filming is one. And two, that is a movie that um, can make like, so much money in a global box office that it's worth it for them to push it forward. Whereas a movie like Trolls, right, which maybe would have done... I don't know, 60 million in the US box office. I don't know. I haven't like read about it, but the April 10th, the movie was supposed to come out. It's still coming out on April 10th. It's just going to be on the Amazon store and you can rent it for Love. 48 hours for 19.99. I will be doing that, right? 100%. And, so, and I think tons of other families across America will be too. Um, but I think that uh, in terms of content, what I'm really excited for is the launch of HBO Max, which is coming, I want to say in about six weeks, I think it's supposed to come, maybe it's sooner, but that basically has the entire HBO library, the entire Warner Brothers television library, which is includes um, friends. friends. Yeah. Um, and then also all of the Warner Brothers movies, which is a ton of superhero movies, um, you know, Aquaman, all that good stuff, uh, all the Harry Potter movies, right? These movies don't exist somewhere on like a subscription streaming service. So the entire Warner Library, and then also a bunch of new shows that they had actually spent the last couple of, you know, months filming and getting ready for this April launch. So I think HBO Max, which is I think supposed to be like 15 bucks a month or something and is coming pretty soon. That's a plug that I can definitely give for people if they're looking for some new, fresh content. Um, 
And making Netflix, a cut, by the way, was good of one that's actually out. I don't know if you watched it on, on Amazon. Amazon, right? It's really good. That's it's Tim and one. Heidi's. It's Tim and Heidi's new show, and mm-hmm. they kind of are saying F you to Project Runway because they're like, hey, guess what? We're going to do a show that's really about the fashion industry. This isn't a a sewing show. You don't have to sew because no designers really know how to sew. They have a team that does it. And they want it to be a brand show. And they show in Paris, London, Tokyo. It's really interesting. Like you would like, oh, and Naomi Campbell's a judge. And she's like beyond. You have, it's really good. That's a show I've been watching. Um, You and I both Um, watched Tiger King. Tiger King, yes. And uh, you know what else? This is, I, I'm very much a believer of like the universe like puts in front of you what you need. So the somebody had recommended to me to watch Pen15, which is a Hulu show. And so I went to go start it the other day and it starts and I'm like, this doesn't look like Pen15. And I hit pause and I somehow had randomly started the pilot episode of the original 90210 that I have never, God forgive me. I've never seen it I either. never seen. I've never seen it. So I was like, Okay, I'm gonna watch the pilot. So I watched the pilot. I ended up watching the first six episodes last night. And now I have 10 seasons of a classic show, like 15 episode seasons that I've never watched before. So don't discredit like, okay, if there's no new whatever coming, like think about all those amazing shows that you never got to watch, right? Parenthood is one that I never watched. For anybody that has never watched Friday Night Lights, the the TV show, go and watch it right now. That's a great binger. There's like five seasons there. That's so think about the old TV too that you've never watched. I because it's actually- a, yeah. That's a good. I also think a lot of people during when things get hyped, they don't tend to watch it. Like House of Cards, if you never did it, was amazing. You could get through all of those that were big in like 2013, 14, 15, 16. Like the, you could start Ozark. Like I think we're all looking for a new shiny, flashy object, which I am because I'm just psychotic and I want all the new things. But I'm just like, I am trying to like get back into some OGs a little bit while, while you know, getting my appetite for new stuff. Yeah, well, I think there'll be some more new stuff coming. They're all, all the all the streamers are just scrambling to figure out like how they can get it out there. You know, there are like there's a ton of comedy like specials and stuff that you know these production companies own the rights to that they'll be they able could to churn them out and yeah, 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 yeah. So there's there's a there's stuff to come, and I mean also. This is one of my favorite things to do to calm my brain is work with my hands. So I have been working in like a calligraphy notebook, like practicing penmanship and puzzling. Puzzling is a great thing to do with your quarantine fam, right? So like my husband and I will like have a little glass of wine and work on a puzzle at night once the kids go to bed. And it's just like really good for your brain and it's really calming and you kind of just like sit and have some chit chat. So it doesn't have to be like the television or a book or, you know. Wait, I want to show you. Speaking of puzzles, there's a company called Slowdown Studio. Do you know them? Okay. And no. they make, I'm going to show you since we are video Skyping and you guys at home won't be able to hear this since it's recorded, but they are like the glossier of puzzles and they make super okay. chic, like millennial puzzles that, that like you want to frame, like really oh, chic, that's so cute. like really cute, like art, like they actually go with your, your style of your house a lot, like really beautiful, like kind of mid-century and modern prints and all this. And Jonathan Adler released puzzles. Like, so if you want something that you can like look, frame it, look back on it and be like, we made that during quarantine that could be a really cute thing i love that what was the name of that company slow down studio studios? yeah okay very cool. cool um we are out of time but thank you so much for jump i mean i think you're going to be on as a recurring guest now that we are in lockdown and we'll see in like three weeks from now if i still feel as calm and sane as 
Yeah, <laughs> let's all take this and like as a time capsule and just see. We'll reopen it in a couple weeks and see how it does. But um, I want you to stay sane, stay healthy, keep your workouts up, take all of our immunity sweets that we're taking. <laughs> Oh God, the immunity suite. That's actually my, my focal point of sanity is the immunity suite. 100%. Well, um, okay. I'm going to let you go back to like being mother of the year and TikToking, And I have to go check to see how many views I got on my TikToks. <laughs> love you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.